In this episode, we're going to catch up on some stuff that I've just been meaning to mention and also talk about music from Taylor Swift, Pharaoh Sanders, Mountain Goats, and the Rolling Stones. I'm your host, Derek Brink, and you are listening to Empty Checking. Hello, Checkmates. It's your old Uncle Derek. We're doing an actual episode. How's that feel? We're doing an actual episode, and I've got my good microphone back. I'm not uh, I'm not on just a Shure SM58, which is a gr- good microphone, but I'm on, I'm on a nice microphone designed for podcasting. There's going to be a lot less kind of incidental noise as I accidentally tap on the counter here in the kitchen and things like that. Like, uh, 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 the smallest little thing set off the old microphone, but here, I'm going to be quiet for a second and just tap on the counter. See, that's not bad at all, is it? I mean, I could probably... I could get it there, but the incidental tapping is now no longer a worry because I'm using a good microphone again. Uh, Or I'm using a microphone designed for this again, is what I should be saying. So, that's nice. I uh, hope you're doing okay. Uh, it's good fall weather here and everything, and it's it's nice and cooled down. Uh, so I'm pretty happy. I'm doing pretty good. Actually, I'm not, I guess that's not entirely true. I'm not doing uh, pretty good. One of the cats tried to rip off one of my nipples the other day, and it still hurts. That's a thing that happened. We were just kind of hanging out, and McGuire was, you know, kind of on my chest and whatnot, and got startled by a noise of some kind. Well, I know what the noise was. Someone knocked on the door. Hopefully a Jehovah's Witness. Because what happened next was he sunk his claws in, pierced my nipple, and I screamed a litany of profanities so vile and reprehensible that... This is not a family show. This is... I mean, it's not adult content, but I, I swear and stuff on this. But if I repeated what I said into this microphone right now without actually being in pain, I would go to hell. Like, that's just, that's what would ha- that is the string of profanities that came out of my mouth. Because as I posted on Facebook, I never thought that I would be the kind of person who would have a pierced nipple, and then McGuire got startled by the door, basically. And it, it just, uh, you would be surprised how much blood uh, comes out of a nipple, uh, actually, some of you, I guess, probably wouldn't. Some of you, it, it, some of you heard me say you would be surprised how much blood comes out of a nipple, and you went, "Yeah." Uh, and do me a favor: never email me and tell me why you feel that uh, way about it. Never tell me why that's such a casual thing to you. Uh, to me, it was horrifying. Uh, that just uh, like I had to throw out that shirt. Like it was just this whole thing. Unfortunately, just a white undershirt. One of the white undershirts I bought that's way too long that for some reason I think I got the big and tall bag. I don't remember if I talked about that on the show or not. I bought undershirts, and they're way too long. Uh, that That's that's it. And so one of those got a little bit of blood on it from my newly pierced nipple. Uh, didn't go to the doctor for that, <laughs> which, you know, could be famous last words for my nipple. 
but uh, I've said I've said the word nipple more in this episode than I have in all of the years of this show combined. If you go back, if you, I don't think I've said it once outside of this episode. But uh, uh, there it is. That's what happened. So that's that. That was yesterday, and that still hurts today. That's that's a little bit of what I'm dealing with. So I'm not doing great. I've been doing better. Been doing better this week. I've been doing better like before yesterday when a cat pierced my nipple. If you like the show, there's a companion blog over at emptychecking.blogspot.com. The show itself is hosted at emptychecking.podbean.com. If you want to uh, email me, that's not where we are. What uh, is the order of things? Uh, it's available on your streaming app of choice, I guess. You're probably listening to it on one right now. Um, other things, if you like the music that you hear throughout the show, you can get that at uh, derekbrink.bandcamp.com. It's all free. You just enter zero as your purchase price, and you can take it, or you can enter more if you're feeling generous, but I don't really care. You can download it for free. I don't collect your email address. I don't even know that you took it. I would just love it if you loved it. Uh, my website is derekbrink.com. That should have gone before the Bandcamp thing. It's been a couple weeks. Sorry, everybody. Uh, if you want to email me, do so at db at derekbrink.com. I reply to everybody that isn't mean to me in their email. McGuire, what are you meowing at? You don't even know, do you? You were just meowing to hear the sound of your own meow. Uh, he's the sweetest boy. He's one of the two sweetest boys. The title of sweetest boy is shared in this house between two adorable cats. McGuire's one of those cats. He's a very sweet boy. Meowing again. There he goes. He's staring off into the distance. Now, th there might be a bug. No, there's, there's, there's nothing over there. He's just crazy. It's fine. Uh, email me at the thing. Um, yeah, hope you're doing okay out there. Like I said, we've got some nice fall weather going now. I've got my heater running. That's always nice to finally have the heater running. Uh, looking forward to breaking out some sweaters and that kind of stuff. It's in the, it's in the 40s and 50s usually here at night. It sometimes dips down into the high 30s. That's, that's nice. Uh, I'm actually going to be out tomorrow night. I'm going to be out in the night. I, uh, during the day, I've got to work from home because I've got a, uh, uh, AT&T is coming by for something that's unclear to me. Uh, but that's, that's going to be brief, I hope. Although I've got to be home between the hours of 10 and 4. That's not exactly convenient. So thankfully I can work from home. But, uh, doing that. But in the evening, going out to see, uh, Nick Lowe and Low Straight Jackets do their quality music review. That's, that's going to be fun. I've seen them before. I've probably talked about that on the show before, uh, in the archives somewhere. By the way, if you go to emptychecking.blogspot.com, uh, if you're on a desktop, if you're on the desktop view of it, uh, up in the upper left corner, there's a little search box, and that search box searches just that blog. You can find anything that I reference that is written about in the post, and I try to give you a brief summary of everything. So if you're looking for an episode, you can search that easily. If you want to know, did he review Nick, uh, Nick Lowe and Little Straight Jackets before in the past? Uh, you got a little search box there on the website. Anyway, that's always fun. That uh, that show. It's at a it's at a venue that I like, and that'll be uh, that'll be a good time going with my brother. I actually, won tickets to it in a uh, drawing that one of my favorite record stores did. I don't know why I'm being cagey about it. The Vintage Vinyl did. Uh, they they know they did the drawing, uh, and I got tickets to that, and I'm excited about that because I I like both of those acts and they're really fun together and uh yeah i'm gonna i'm i'm 
Looking forward to that. That's going to be a good time. Go down to the loop, probably have some kind of food that's bad for me, and then see an excellent rock and roll show, and probably have like a beer while I'm there, like one beer, because I'm driving. So I have one beer at the start of the night, and that's it. Uh, but uh, that, I, I, looking forward to it. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good show. So you'll hear more about that, I'm sure, in the near future, assuming that sets, you know, sets? Why am I saying sets? Assuming that episodes, that's the word I'm looking for, assuming that episodes get recorded the way that they're supposed to, I have cats running around in the background. One of them has just climbed atop my china cabinet. Buddy, you know I'm doing the show. You don't care, but you know. What are you trying to sniff out? See, that you don't know. He's a sweet boy. That's McGuire again. He is uh, full of beans here tonight. But uh, I think he just confirmed because he meowed there in the background. Anyway, a good time will be had by some who go to that show. Me and Dave, certainly. Dave's coming with me. Your Papa Dave, as you may be aware. uh, As you may know him by, is what I meant to say. Uh, Speaking of your Papa Dave... Uh, he and I are going to get together and record a Fab 15 here in the next uh, few days, and hopefully that'll be up next week. It depends on how quickly I can edit it. But the Fab 15 uh, bass players, just full stop, no genre, no restrictions on that, but Fab 15 bass players. I'm looking forward to that. I've been a bass player for 30 years this year, and I have thoughts. Uh, so I'm interested in seeing Dave's list, and I, I kind of love mine. My honorable mention list is crazy, but uh, I'm, I kind of love my 15, so I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, Dave's as well. Uh, that's going to be a fun one. Keep an eye out for that. That might not be the next week. That might be the week after. It depends on, again, it depends on my editing and how, like, those those shows, sometimes I, re- I record four hours and try to get them down to, like, two, you know? Uh, just a reminder, when we do actually upload the Fab 15, the next week, I'm taking the week off, and you can just listen to to that in chunks if you want to or whatever, after that much editing and that much recording and everything, I, I deserve a week off, and that's what I'm going to do that week. But we'll be back with you next week, whether it's the 15, whether it's a standard episode, whether it's me yelling about something into my phone. You know, we'll we'll do something next week. But uh, it'll be a good time. I think you're going to enjoy that 15 episode. I've got a lot of thoughts about the Fab 15 bass players, and it's going to be a fun conversation, and I'm sure just a bananas playlist once Dave puts it on Spotify. But in the meantime, we've got plenty of stuff to talk about on this episode of the show. We've, uh, we've got uh, a good amount of music to talk about. There's actually a music thing that I want to talk about that doesn't really go in with the album reviews that I'm going to do. So maybe I'll just do it here up top. Uh, in the last couple of weeks, uh, Dream Theater has announced the return of Mike Portnoy to the band on drums. Mike Portnoy is a founding member of Dream Theater. He uh, wrote a lot of their you know, best-known stuff and most beloved stuff. He uh, quit the band. Uh, He thought he was sending an ultimatum, but actually quit the band. Uh, I think 13 years ago, he he wanted a break. The other guys wanted to keep going. He said, well, if you're not going to do things the way I want to do them, then I'm going to quit the band. And they said, all right, sorry to hear that, and kind of moved on. And they selected a new drummer and Mike Mangini, and announced that Mike Mangini was the new drummer and put his name out there, and Mike Mangini quit his job at Berkeley to come be in Dream Theater, and then Portnoy was like, well, I can come back if you really want me to, and they're like, what? No. Like, you you quit, and we've got another guy who has made sacrifices to be here. No. You know? And now it's 13 years later, and Mike Portnoy is going to be rejoining the band. 
somewhat telling that in the statements that the band released, because everybody in the band released statements on this thing. Everybody in the band thanked Mike Mangini. Mike Mangini was very gracious in thanking the band and thanking Mike Portnoy and saying, look, this absolutely makes sense. You know, no, no harm, no foul. Uh, Mike Portnoy did not thank Mike, Mike Mangini. So that, that, uh, that kind of tells you who Portnoy is, and that's what I've always kind of expected and suspected him to be. Uh, just everything the guy says in interviews, I go, wow, I, I really don't think I would enjoy being in a room with that guy, you know? And I don't think he'd be, enjoy being in a room with me either, so that's a two-way street, and I'm fine with that. So, you know, mixed emotions for me on that one, but uh, at the same time, that guy played drums on some of my favorite songs, some of my favorite albums, bar none, some of my favorite albums. Uh, I, it, it's, he was a founder of the band. He belongs in that band, and I'm happy that he's back in that band. Kinda. I just hope they don't give him a microphone, you know, or let him do the interviews. That's, that's all I'm saying. But he's back, and that next album's gonna be a, 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 a what's the thing that, uh, it's gonna be a, uh, 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 it's a, it's a banger. It's going to be a banger. That's what that album's going to be. I am, uh, super with it, aren't I, fellow children? Um, <laughs> I'm 43 years old. It's amazing that I know the word banger, much less that I was able to think of it there, uh, eventually. So, sorry, everybody, basically, especially anybody who's young enough to use that word and not have it stick out and be weird. Uh, that next album's going to be a banger. So I'm happy about that, but, you know... Mixed emotions on the guy. So there's a free little musical thing here up top. Other than that, we're going to do music reviews here in the next segment. So let's, uh, I mean, let's just get into those. What do you say? My grandmother used to talk to me Back when she still had her thoughts and sometimes she'd sing to me From the 1930s charts And Grandpa used to play for me Songs on his old guitar Okay, we've got plenty of cool music to talk about. Most of it's cool. Some of it's just kind of fine. Uh, you know what? Disregard that. It's all cool. I take that back. It's all cool. Spoiler alert, everything I'm going to talk about is cool. Uh, let's get it out of the way. Let's talk about uh, Taylor's version. Let's talk about 1989, Taylor Swift's 1989, Taylor's version. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. 1989 is probably the album that made Taylor Swift a household name with everybody. She was already a household name with most people, but now we're in a world where a six-year-old and a 96-year-old both know who Taylor Swift is, and 1989 is probably the reason. Uh, startlingly, that means that she is nine years younger than I am. Because I know that that's her birth year. That's that's why she named the album that. In case anybody's been wondering about that for years. Which you probably haven't. Seems like that's obvious. But, you know, not everybody thinks about these things. Maybe she just likes the look of it. Yeah, it's her birth year. Uh, it's the year that I saw The Who for the first time and my entire life changed. But this is the album that kind of, like, everybody knows songs off 1989. You, you, just, you just do. Without trying, you just do. Uh, th there's nothing any of us can do about that. 
<laughs> it's it's just a fact. You know, shake it off. You know, blank space. You know, bad blood for some reason. Uh, you 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 know songs off this album. You just do. You've heard them. You've been in a store or something and heard them. She's one of the people who is still vital and relevant, getting played in the grocery store. Like she's one of one of those. She's above celebrity. She's Taylor fucking Swift. 1989 is her seminal album. The one, the one everybody has, even if they don't want to, even if they did, they don't know where it came from. They've got a copy. Some people, like myself, the first copy they had of it was the Ryan Adams cover version. Which, sorry for speaking his name, given the things that have come out about him, but th that's how I fell in love with some of these songs. Very different versions, but that's how I fell in love with some of these songs. And then eventually I heard her versions and went, oh, yeah, those are good too. You know, and <laughs> but everybody loves 1989. Taylor Swift, for those who don't know, has been embroiled in a copyright dispute with her label, and she's re-recording all of her songs, all of her back catalog, so that she can own all of them. And she did 1989, which I would have assumed she was going to save for last, but she did not. It's the end of that story, really. But anyway, she put this one out. I picked it up, I popped it in, and I mean, I can't say that I was pleasantly surprised, because it's those songs performed by that artist, and it was excellent. It was exactly what I wanted, you know? It just sounded a little bit updated, but not very, but a little bit updated. Uh, she, I gotta tell you this, I can't stand the song Bad Blood, because it sounds like she made it up on the fly and only had one shot at it. Uh, you, you made a pretty deep cut. Like, it just, she, she just, it, 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 it's, it's not good. Uh, improved. On this version, still not my favorite on the album, but much improved on the Taylor's version release. It's listenable now. Before, I didn't find it listenable. Now I think it's at least listenable. It's probably gonna grow on me. But I mean, it's 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 Taylor Swift's 1989. It's one of those classic albums that you have to have. And yes, it is a classic album now. You have to have that album. And I do. And it's and it says Taylor's version on it. I bought the CD. I didn't chase down all the different vinyl covers or anything like that. I just, you know, I bought the CD. That's all I wanted, you know? And I'm happy with it. It's uh, the first of the series that isn't a double disc, at least not in the copy that I bought. Uh, so that's interesting. I mean, even even Speak Now, which I think is one of her worst releases, is not in a double disc. I'm sorry, Swifties. But, like, title track alone, Speak Now is not a great album. Couple of good moments on it, not a great album. Uh, but it was a double disc. 1989, her classic album that you have to have, is not a double disc. So that's kind of confusing. Even with all the vault tracks, it's still only one CD. Although, to be honest with you, I kind of prefer that. I'm tired of double disc sets for everything. Just give me a give me a single CD, say everything that you have to say, and, and just, just let me... Just let me rest. 1989, Taylor's version. Really enjoyed it. Really happy to have it in the collection. Looks great sitting on the shelf next to the other Taylor's versions. Uh, we're, we're not going to talk about the stuff that isn't her version, or, you know, Midnight's, which is her version. We're going we're gonna to just uh, keep celebrating the Taylor's version releases. That's what we're going to do. And 1989 is definitely worth celebrating.
Now that I've said I'm tired of double-disc sets, let's talk about a double-disc set that I bought. Uh, recently, Pharaoh Sanders, the jazz great, his very first album was reissued and put out there in a nice, you know, substantial box. It's uh, got a got the original album, got a live take on the album, got a nice booklet that comes with it, and it's on this nice sturdy box. It's beautiful. Pharaoh Sanders' first album, Pharaoh is out there, and uh, I actually hadn't heard his first album. Pharaoh Sanders was, uh, was it last year, made it into my top ten albums with his his collaboration with Floating Points. Uh, it was just a beautiful album, and Pharaoh Sanders has always been kind of weird jazz, like, it brings to mind Sun Ra, that kind of area of jazz, kind of weird experimental jazz, which I always like, and, uh, his, I, I hadn't heard his first album, and I finally did, because I picked up this set, and I listened to, to Pharaoh, and went, oh, cool, he was always weird, you know, <laughs> and I just kind of enjoyed that, and while I was listening to the album, I was uh, thumbing through the, the booklet that came with it, and kind of enjoying the 2022 interview that he did, shortly before his death, actually, uh, that was interesting and a little bit sad, because the the guy interviewing him, let me pull out the book here. Who was interviewing him? Uh, Eric Wells Nystrom. I don't know who that is, but uh, they were talking about it in September of 2022. And Nystrom keeps up bringing keeps bringing up. Sorry, I should get that. I should get words in order. I'm a little tired. Uh, keeps bringing up the same like name, the same guy that played on the album. And Pharaoh keeps saying things like, yeah, I don't, I don't really remember working with him, you know? And then a little later, the guy will bring up the guy he doesn't remember working with again, and Pharaoh will go, oh, yeah, he played keys on this, didn't he? Yeah. And it's just, it's one of those conversations that would be funny if you weren't listening to an old man trying to remember 60 years ago and having trouble, you know? Like, it just, the, the read of it came across as just like, this is not... This is not fun. Like, it would be funny if it was just, like... I don't know. Like, there's a way for that to be funny. But this this just kind of came across as sad. But I did enjoy the interview because he did get a few memories out of Pharaoh that were that were fun to read and, and just... just I, I don't know. Anybody talking about the, the old days is always fun. So the booklet's good, uh, even though a little bit uh, a little bit sad. It's still good. And the album is fantastic, and the live stuff is fantastic, and just just wonderful. Just a wonderful release. Uh, a nice, big, thick, sturdy box with a couple of CDs and a booklet in it for like 20 bucks. That's outstanding. That's a wonderful price. Like, it's, it's so well done, and yet not offensively priced. You know, that, that was a win. I'm very happy to have it in the collection. It's uh, gonna look great once I do the great CD reorganization over New Year's Day and get it up on shelves. It's gonna it's gonna look wonderful there. Really looking forward to that. Uh, Pharaoh Sanders album, Pharaoh, in a nice box set. There's no reason not to get that if you're a jazz guy. We're gonna move from there to an elegant folk rock album, uh, Jenny from Thebes by the Mountain Goats. I uh, love me some Mountain Goats. Well, I often love me some Mountain Goats. I think this is their 20-somethingth record. I'm not sure how many exactly. Uh, and th 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 that's a lot, and they will often do multiple releases a year. 
I can't really complain about that. I think I'm on album like number 14 or 15, and I've done multiple releases a year. But it does get a little bit, well, hit and miss, and also a little bit, well, okay, I missed a few in there. I didn't pick them up at all, you know. So, and every now and again, you get one that's just like, yeah, there was nothing for me on this one, but the next one probably will have things. Let me tell you this. Jenny from Thebes has things. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It's basically the follow-up to All Hail West Texas, which is one of the early Mountain Goats albums that is more or less a concept album uh, and was recorded by uh, the guy who is Mountain Goats. Uh, it's more Mountain Goats is less of a guy and, or less of a band and more of a guy named John Darnell. Uh, it's mostly like the All Hail West Texas album is John recording guitar and vocal on an old boombox, like to audio tape. That's how he did all of the old stuff. And it's got sound quality issues and all that kind of stuff. But that's that's what that album is. This is the hi-fi glow-up of that album. It, it continues those themes. It brings back you know some of the central characters. And it's just a really wonderful-sounding album. You don't need to know anything about the plot of either one to enjoy it. I'll tell you this, I don't know the plot to either one, but I still really, really enjoyed this album. It's It just sounds great. I think it's the best thing that Mountain Goats have done probably since Beat the Champ, which was the folk rock album about pro wrestling, which was my foot, foot in the door for the Mountain Goats. It was my way in. Uh, and this one feels like that, you know? I haven't absorbed the lyrics fully. Like I said, I don't know what the plot is. I haven't haven't absorbed the lyrics fully. I don't really know what's resonating with me about it other than, wow, that's a wonderful sound. You know? Also, Jonko knocked over a box in the background. Gonna have to see about that. These boys tonight, full of beans. Don't know where they got the beans. I haven't had any beans. Had some salad earlier. Trying to lose weight. Trying to lose a little bit of weight going into the, into the holidays. Uh, wrong time of year to do that, I know it. But I uh, have seen my stomach and I'm not happy. So I'm, I'm losing weight again. That's where we are. That's where we are. It's going okay. I'm thinner than I was uh, when I realized that I needed to get thin again. Uh, and I wasn't as fat as I was when I was at my most fat before. So, you know, I'm trying to lose a little bit of weight. Mountain Goats, Ginny from Thebes. Uh, the other album that I want to talk to you about is the new one by the Rolling Stones called Hackney Diamonds. Like you, I had my doubts. I picked it up because somebody that I trust said that it was really good. New Rolling Stones album, who knows how that's going to go, you know? So I picked it up, and I popped it in the player, and I was genuinely unprepared for how good it is. It's really, really good. Really, really good. It harkens back to all the vibe of the Stones that whatever vibe of the Stones you like, it's on this album. You know? You know what else is on this album? Bell fucking Wyman. Bell Wyman comes back and plays bass on a song. One of the few songs that they've also got drum parts from Charlie Watts recorded on. So we've got a we've got a Bill Wyman reunion for one song and only one song, but it's on here. It's on Hackney Diamonds. For that alone, if you're a Stones fan, you need to have this album in your collection. But even if that doesn't appeal to you, it's still a really great rock and roll album from a band that's been doing it forever. It belongs in your collection. This better be on your Christmas list if you don't have it already. It's a great album. Rolling Stones Hackney Diamonds. 
I was floored by how good it was. And I went in expecting it to be good because, like I said, someone I trust told me it was going to be good. Uh, or told me that it was good because they had already heard it. And I went in thinking, all right, well, I, I trust him. So I, it's going to be better than I think it is, you know? But I still went in going, but also how good could it be? It's, it's that good. It's, it's really good. Trust your Uncle Derek, who trusted my friend. Uh, it, it really, really is good. It really is good, guys, to steal a phrase. Rolling Stones, Hackney Diamonds. Spoiler alert, destined for my top 10 of the year, or Fab 15, if you will, depending on how we do that. If we have time to record a Fab 15 leading up to Christmas, uh, well, well, that's, uh, that's going to be on my list. It's going to be. Spoiler, but it's going to be. It's not going to be number one, but it's going to be on the list. It's in play. It's a really, really great record. If you're at all a Stones fan, get yourself a copy of Hackney Diamonds. Dad, if you're listening, put that on your Christmas list. <laughs> it's a really great album. Really great. And that is all the music that I want to talk to you about. It's starting to look like this episode's going to come up a little bit short as far as the hour mark that we usually aim for, but that's okay. This is the stuff that I want to talk about, and we have talked about most of it. Maybe we'll milk a little bit of time out of the outro. something it could be anything the smell of mildew and her cheap perfume this could be everything found a locket put it in okay checkmates it's good to be back on my feet again doing like a proper episode a couple weeks ago I did a sad upload talking about a friend of mine passing away and also Matt Perry, Matthew Perry. I don't know why I keep calling him Matt, like I know him. Uh, Matthew Perry and uh, 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 the others. Wow. Uh, Richard Mall and uh, Suzanne Summers. That was an interesting sort of trilogy of people. Um, did that a couple weeks ago. Last week I did a 10-minute upload talking about how the new Beatles single is fine, but it's an album track, not a single. Uh, that's, you know, that's where we are. Uh, the real last gift that the Beatles gave us was the Get Back documentary. Uh, but uh, the new single's fine. I've got a copy. Everybody's got a copy. It's another one of those things, if you don't have a copy, you should probably get a copy. It's the last Beatles song. It's it's the last Beatles song. You've got a... It, it, it's the last Beatles song, <laughs> you know? <laughs> even if it's, uh, even if it's just an album track, you know? It's so nice to have something new, you know? Quote-unquote new. Uh, so that was last week, and this week we've done this. I think it's going pretty well. I think it's gone, gone okay. It's gonna be a short one, but I think it's gone pretty well. Said some things I enjoyed saying. Maybe you're enjoying hearing them. Plus, I gotta save up my energy. Doing a Fab 15 this week, I'm gonna talk for four hours with your Uncle Dave. That's gonna be, uh, yeah, I gotta, I, I gotta conserve a little bit of energy. So it's okay if this one's a little short. You're gonna get a really fucking long one soon. <laughs> Uh, but a couple things I can mention that I haven't mentioned so far. Um, those of you who are longtime listeners of the show will know that, uh, or you just know me, will know that uh, I weave scarves and sometimes knit caps in the, like a blanket in my spare time. 
And uh, I did that. I, I, I knitted myself a scarf this past week. I went online and I got a pattern for the Tom Baker Doctor Who scarf, uh, like screen specific. And I bought yarn to kind of closely match it. Not 100%, but pretty close. And uh, I made that. I made a Doctor Who scarf. I followed the pattern. It is insanely long. Like, of course it is. It would have to be. But it's, it's like, you don't know the half of it. It's crazy. And uh, I love it. I'm, <laughs> I'm very happy with my scarf. It's, uh, it's a to-do to get around in. Tom Baker was a tall man, and this thing was, you know, taller than him. When I got it, like, halfway done, I think it was about a foot taller than I am, and that was halfway. So, I, uh, I actually don't know how long it is. The cats have not allowed me to lay it down flat and measure. Uh, but it's, it, I mean, it's got to be 12 to 14 feet, I would imagine. Maybe more. I don't know. It's a really fucking long scarf. But it's exactly what I wanted, you know? Like, I, I have a Doctor Who scarf that I bought off the rack, like in a comic book store years ago, that's clearly manufactured and, you know, was a promotional piece for the show. I bought one of those years ago, and I love that scarf, and I've worn that scarf a lot, and I'm, I'm perfectly happy with it. But, like, on the show, you could always tell that it was handmade, and that it just had a different look. It had a more yarny look than the one that I bought that was cl clearly uh, done on a machine. Um, I, yeah, I, I wanted one that was a little bit more show... Uh, not show-specific, uh, but what, what am I looking for here? I, I don't have words in my head anymore. That's what's happened to me. I I no longer have words in my head. Uh, screen accurate. That's what I was looking for. One that's a little bit more screen accurate. And, you know, compromises here and there. Some of the colors are not exactly right. I got as close as I could while, you know, not... I, 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 I got close. Uh, I it, it looks really good. I'm really proud of myself. I'm happy with it. Uh, I, since I was making scarves for people last year for Christmas, I now know how to do fringe on the end of scarves. So, uh, if anybody wants a scarf with fringe for this Christmas, you let me know. I'll get you a scarf with some fringe on it. Uh, that'd, that'd be a, a fun thing for me to do. I would love doing that. So that's out there. Uh, but yeah, I made my Doctor Who scarf and I couldn't be happier with it. Uh, at least I don't think I could. Who knows? I, I could usually be happier with most things. I've I've got enough yarn left over that I'm thinking about doing just a scaled down version of it that is like a sanely sized one, like just like <laughs> just one that is uh, sort of normal sized, like scarf sized one. Uh, I'm thinking about just doing one that's just a little bit more low maintenance, just to you know you don't always want to have the big ridiculous scarf. Sometimes you want something a little bit more tasteful and you know easily managed so i'm, th I'm thinking about doing that but well we'll see i don't know well th that could go either way the cats are now fighting over the box that jonko knocked over earlier if you hear any of that in the background which you probably won't because i'm back on a good microphone uh or a microphone designed for this like an isolating microphone uh i made a scarf i'm happy with it uh the other thing uh that is on my mind i'm thinking about i might need a new laptop soon because the laptop that I'm recording this on right now has started to make kind of a kind of a a sound that you know you can just tell it's working a little hard. I don't know exactly what it is, but you can just tell that it's working a little hard. And I'm worried that the hard drive might be about to fail on me. And 
buying a laptop now is very frustrating because so many companies, in fact, all of the companies, have moved away from hard drives to SSD drives. SSD drives are a lot faster, I understand that, but they're also a lot more expensive. So most of the laptops that are at a reasonable price point have like 250 gigs of, of memory for you to, of, you know, hard drive space for you to save on. Uh, whereas the one that I've got right now that is the old technology that I am not unhappy with has about, well, has a terabyte of storage on it. So I, I, I could get a much nicer drive that in five years is going to be as cheap as anything that HHD ever did. Uh, or hard drive, whatever the num the letters are, but uh, it, they're they're expensive right now. If I got one that had all the storage space that I have on this one, I'd be paying a thousand dollars. I don't have that. Nobody has that for a laptop, and it's also like every laptop has also removed the DVD drive and has often fewer USB ports, and so you're paying a lot more for a lot less. That is how technology seems to work these days, and it pisses me off, because I think I'm going to need a new laptop soon, and I'm not going to have the storage space that I need. Because just doing these, like, recording projects that I do takes up a shitload of storage. And we're on SSD cards. Well, they're so much faster. Hey, great, don't care, need storage. It's not going to be noticeably faster to me. I'm not going to go, wow, look at the speed of this. That's not going to happen. I'm going to go, wow, I really wish I had storage. I really wish I didn't have to buy a bunch of external drives to save stuff on, which I'm going to have to do if I get a new laptop. But I'm hoping I can just stretch this one a little longer, make it last a little bit longer, and, and you know, be okay. But, I don't know, the writing's on the wall, man, and I'm... It bums me out. Technology moves way too quickly. It it's way too expensive when the new thing happens, and it doesn't it doesn't get reasonable for a few years, and then when it is reasonable, it's fine for about a year and a half, and then they put out something else fucking ridiculous and expensive, and the one that you were using broke down because nothing's built to last anymore, purposely, and it just stop making me sound like a grandpa. That's all I'm saying. You know, technology. When I get to hell, the first person I'm punching is Steve Jobs. I, I, I just, I, I'm, I'm so upset about this kind of stuff because, like, all I need is a laptop to sit and look at the internet and save my podcast and music projects on. And I should not have to pay an arm and a leg for the storage for that. Well, why don't you get cloud storage? You know why I don't get cloud storage? Because if they can get naked pictures of Jennifer Lawrence, what can they get of mine? You know, I don't trust cloud storage. And uh, by the way, I've also had massive email companies just say, oops, sorry, lost your entire ma email archive, our fault. And that could happen with your files, too. Or if there's a, another big solar flare, that can happen. Like, all of the technology is useless. All the, all the cloud storage is just gone. And don't say it can't happen. It happened in the 70s and came very close to happening this year. We had a big solar flare. It just didn't happen to do that. It can happen. So, uh, I got a lot of anger right now about technology. But hey, Thanksgiving is coming up. <laughs> what a transition. Thanksgiving is coming up. It's going to be good. Going to get together with the family and eat good food and stuff like that and hang out and whatnot. And you'll get a, you'll get a, uh, uh, a, a Fab 15 
wow, that the on my current schedule, that should come out on Thanksgiving Day if I do it right. Probably won't come out on Thanksgiving Day. Probably not releasing the Fab 15 on Thanksgiving Day. Although maybe for some of you that's the best thing I could do. Give you two hours that you can just put in headphones and ignore your family. Some of you that'd be a good thing. Me, that'd be... I, I, I don't want that. I don't know. You'll, you know what? Whatever gets uploaded next week, you'll know when you hear it. But for now, we've uploaded this. You got a little bit of anger. You got a little bit of happiness and fun. You got a story about a nipple getting unwantedly pierced. This has been all over the place. And aren't those really kind of the best episodes of this dumb show? <laughs> I think they are. I always enjoy them. Thank you so much for listening, for coming along with me on this thing. Uh, I will talk to you next time. Maybe we'll talk about Nick Lowe. Maybe we'll talk about the Fab 15 bass players. It'll be something. It'll be something. It'll be a good time. Until then, checkmates, thank you so much for being here for this, as I just said. Please remember to do whatever keeps you happy, healthy, and safe. Please remember that black lives matter, that LGBTQIA plus rights are human rights, that women's rights are human rights, and I shouldn't have to tell you any of that. And please, be good to each other, be good to yourself, forgive each other, and forgive yourself, and while you're doing all that, check us out next time. We used to be mad love.